Hello and welcome everyone. This is Nigel's Geeking Out, um, the first 2021 episode. Uh, this episode, we've got uh, Cakes back with us. Um, Cakes, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good, Wally. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for insuring me again. I'm back, guys. I'm back. Yes. Um, Wonder Woman couldn't keep me down. <laughs> I'm back in 2021. Yeah. Let's do this. We're, we're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, if, anyone's, if anyone's interested in hearing us absolutely unload on Wonder Woman, just check out the, the last episode. Praising. It's missed. Um, and we're not going to let him get his own shots in this time around. Um, and someone who is definitely going to be very happy that we're not going to be bashing Wonder Woman today is a resident Snyder fan, Tunde. How's it going, Tunde? I'm fantastic. This is me to start in this week, so I'm very excited. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Happy for you. Uh, and then I shall now hand over to our esteemed host, Dakbo. Thanks, Wally. Um, hello, everybody out there in podcast land. And... Happy 2021 to you all, uh, even though we in the UK have now gone back into lockdown, <laughs> but things can only get better. So, just guys, let's just dive straight in. So, I think I want to start this year off, I want to start with DC. I want to be <laughs> positive this year about DC, so I'm going to start with DC. And I think let's start off with um, the event that's just about ended called Endless Winter. Um, I know for a fact that Wale and Kex have not read it yet, but Tunde, your views on Endless Winter? Um, well, Dakwa, before we go on to Tunde, <laughs> yeah. let me just clarify things. <laughs> it's not like me and Kex did not read this thing. It's not like we didn't try. There was an attempt, uh, at least on this side, there was an attempt made. And, oh my God. Sorry, Tunde, if we were about to tell people that this was the best book ever. But, oh God. Anyway, go ahead. And if, if, if you start praising this thing too hard, just expect me to rudely interrupt you. All right, continue. Oh God. Okay, so, Endless Winter. I think I tried reading the first issue when it came out. And I immediately, I immediately dropped the book in disgust. I hated what was being written at that point in time. So yeah, I went back like a couple of weeks ago to finish up the event when it ended. And surprisingly, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. I liked the concepts behind the event, the whole idea of... Take time, Otunde, because this one that you're saying that it gets better. That's the I'm kind of saying... talk that will now make somebody go and read after I have actually oh decided to dump it. Make somebody to go back and actually go and read the thing. If the thing is bad, you're the one that we're coming oh, no, for. No, 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 no. I'm not saying... Again, let me clarify. I'm not saying it gets better. Let me just clarify that. I just said I liked what they were going for in the events. So the whole idea is the entire world is they face this new unknown villain that covers the entire world in ice. And from issues two to six to eight, I think, we see the Justice League in different scenarios and other DC heroes trying to help people and figure out how to stop the situation. My favorite part of the entire comic, the entire run, and I felt they should have focused more on that, was when... The heroes realize this is not an enemy they can beat face to face. And they go through, some of them are facing depression. And, okay, how do we handle this kind of enemy that we cannot fight physically? We don't see this kind of person to fight. So they focus more on helping the people they need 
the focus more on the repercussions of the of what an endless winter would mean for it. So that bit of the comic, I would have wanted them to explore it more. They didn't do it as much as I wanted. I enjoyed that bit. But because of the way the story is structured, they ended up having to face against some random heist monsters. And the villain of the entire story was apparently a guy that was angry missed his wife or something. And okay, stop there. Stop, stop. <laughs> stop. Because it's, it's, you see, here's the thing. You see, this is, this is the risk, right? When you started talking, you, you talked about the heroes having to face the fact that they couldn't defeat this thing head on. As you said that, my ears just pricked up because I was like, I mean, this, this little creature just pops up on my shoulder and it's like, Wally, you know, this guy, he, he has good taste in comics, you know? You, you, you should give this book a chance, you know? This, this actually sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. But wait, you're laughing, guys. You're laughing. Is it, is it, I mean, doesn't it sound interesting? As soon as he said that, I was like, oh, wow, that sounds like something I want to read. And then you had to go and start talking about... What, what's the guy's wife? What, what, was it, what was that you said? Violence. The first king. See, so what I said was what I liked about the comic. Overall, okay. the comic is bad. It doesn't do its job well. It doesn't execute its ideas properly. It is terrible. But I will just point out this is the bit of the entire comic <laughs> I enjoyed. I was ready to rip you. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I, was I need to clarify. I need to clarify. The book is actually not that good. It's not something you recommend to people to read. It's just this is the little bit from it. I felt they should have explored more and made it the theme of the comic rather than what they ended up you doing. You can mention what issues that interesting bit you're talking about actually takes place in. Because it's possible to just kind of read those issues alone. And no, I think that's. I think that generally occurs. What I'm telling you, wrong. What you describe appears over the over those older middle books. Uh, yes. Mm, I mean, yes. The, the, so the way I say this book is, and, I, and I'm my my thoughts about this is this comic is is pure filler to get to the end of the year. I think it, it was they wanted to get to the end of the year before they started a new host. And then listen, let's find something a story to fill the gap. The first book and the last book really are all what you need. Everything in between is just basically one long battle against ice monsters. It doesn't move the plot forward, forward much at all. Basically, in, in the past times, um, is it Hera? I always forget her. No, not Hera. Hippolytia. And Black Adam faced against this guy who inherited some ice powers and... In the end, they buried um, Black Adam. Being Black Adam, took the um, you know the warrior way and buried this guy and his family <laughs> in their own eyes and ended the threat there and then. And that threat's come back again. And so Black Adam's back. Now we've got Wonder Woman. Uh, Hippolyta's back. But the problem is, the first book is oh, here's this threat. It's 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 ice creatures. The next six books. Let's do find those ice creatures. And you get little snippets about, oh, they, they, they show the past when they fought similar ice creatures. It doesn't really move anything forward. And then the end book, they resolve the issue. They find okay. out, this, you know, it, it's literally, that it's very linear, very straightforward. It could have okay. been, it could, to me, it could have been two books. It, okay. it, was, it was clearly padding to me to get to the end of the year. The yeah. only thing I liked about the whole book was Black Adam, the way they portrayed him. You know what? I think something that supports your idea that it might have just been um, filler is that um, I actually managed to read the first three books. 
I did, I did give it a fair shake. I did try my best. And I noticed that the writing felt phoned in. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't natural. The dialogue wasn't natural. We were having characters narrating the story for us, which is a sign that um, it's, there's not really much thought being given to sort of the, 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 the conversations that are happening, the situations that are being shown. We're just basically having uh, plots just sort of narrated to us. Yeah. Um, and that felt, that felt a little bit lame. Um, something else I didn't appreciate was the use of Thor fonts. Um, I'm not sure DC has been doing this a lot, but whenever we had sort of Norse characters or Vikings or whatever, they were speaking using this font that Marvel uses for Thor comics, um, yeah, which I thought was weird. Um, I can't, I, I see, I, I won't, I really want a technical for that. I think it's what, oh God, what's this phrase somebody told me once? Is it, is it closest to runes, that font? Yeah, I, I know, but it's just it kind of feels like a Thor thing. So it <laughs> so reading it makes you feel what's going on here. Anyway, so that, that was just a little that that's really not a big problem. One thing I did like about it though was that when they were showing that montage where they were fighting um the ice giants all over the world, they showed Wonder Woman in Africa and they were like, Oh, Diana's in Africa. And you're expecting them to do the usual irritating thing of showing some people in like grass skirts and something jumping up and down. Um, but instead, there were a bunch of uh, schoolgirls that were kind of dressed in, um, in in what looked like Queen's College uniforms <laughs> or, or ISL <laughs> uniforms. And I'm like, okay, this is nice. This shows we've come. <laughs> this, this shows how far we've come. Well, people, <laughs> I didn't like that bit, actually. <laughs> Well, you I did or you like didn't? It. I didn't. Like, why Africa? <laughs> she was in Kenya. Why not like Kenya? There's the particular state of other places. This person is in Beijing. This person is in New York. But Africa, she's, she's in Africa. In Africa. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. we know we know yeah. she wasn't just in Africa. We know she was not only in Africa, but in Nigeria. And not only in Nigeria, but in Lagos. And not only in Lagos, but in Akoka, defending People, pupils of international schooling. <laughs> right, yeah. For every day in podcast land, while they're saying that, because the people in that comic, the uniform... Look like they're wearing the school uniform, yeah. Of, of a particular school that he's aware of. <laughs> uh, what, what, but anyway, that, that particular montage was ruined by the image of Batman defending Gotham City alone from frost giants with a weird bat device. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to give us bullshit, I mean, go the entire di- distance. We all know Superman's not going to be able to handle these things. Sorry, Batman's not going to be able to handle these things. So if you want to give him a gadget that makes him able to handle it, why then doesn't he just go give the gadgets to everyone else mm-hmm. and have them take out these monsters in one hit each? Uh, to, to, be honest, uh, to me, it's just filler. I, I, would, I would not recommend it to anybody at all. And at the end of the book, until they please, if I'm... <laughs> And in the book, nothing changes. There's no, no, there's no change to the status quo. It's literally so you know, you could forget that even even ever happened. To be honest, that was kind of the point. Of me. How, how often does do DC events change anything? Big events do. Big big events do. So if you if you talk about your crises, your I guess they always leave certain things behind. 
Well, the crisis is always like, okay, this is when we reboot the universe. Yeah. But is there like anything else that like changes things? But then the, what, what events do DC do beyond crisis? I mean, I, I'm, 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 Metal I'm, events I'm honestly, yeah. So, so that's going to believe that, that that's going to have impacts. Is it, is it the first Metal if, event, the one that gave us the Batman who laughs? Yes, exactly. And that is still yeah. felt still today. And he's still sticking around. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. still there. They're forcing him down our throats. <laughs> <laughs> they're forcing him down afterwards yeah. but okay cool so um i i, I will consider reading the first and the ninth yeah, of endless winter but um but certainly nothing else yeah i, I think sorry dc yeah i think really the first and nine you get all you need from it from the two books yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll take a look at them i think uh, today has uh piqued my interest talking about the way the heroes were reacting so at least just to see that happen, uh, even though I know it won't amount to anything, um, might uh, might be a reason to pick up some of those books and read them. Right. So we're now staying in DC. We're going to go on to the Batman Annual. And it's 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 quite nice that we talk about this because uh, this, this is Batman Annual number five, by the way, because it actually sh- uh, showcases the origin of a character we've talked about already, mm-hmm. the Clown Hunter. Yeah. And I know some certain people have issues with Clown Hunter, so I'm very interested in seeing how you feel after reading this issue. And I want you guys to tell me: Does this make what we read before better for you or worse? Better. Okay. Better oh, okay. Go, go Ayo. Makes it better for me. Um, so we we get we get a sneak. Uh, um, um, basically, that whole annual is about Bao or Clown Hunter. The uh, character that we know as Clown Hunter that was created by James Senior the Fourth, that is the uh, vigilante teenager who's going around killing uh, Joker henchmen. So he's going around killing uh, Joker clowns in in the Narrows and and in uh, Gotham. So the last time we spoke about this character, I think it was in uh, Batman One Hundred Five, where he had the opportunity to actually kill uh, what who you could potentially call. Uh, um, the biggest Joker henchman or hench lady or hench person, uh, um, who, who is of course uh, Harley Quinn, uh, but he didn't kill Harley Quinn, and we've talked about this in, in uh, I think two podcasts ago. So we we get a little um, a little sneak into his um, not so secret origin, you know how he became who he is, um, a little bit about his parents as well, and I, I found it it quite humanized him. You know, it's a it's a it's a very very simple story. Um, it's just him uh, at, at the start of the uh, at the start of the comic. He goes to uh, Leslie Tompkins, uh, um, uh, um, Doctor Doctor Tompkins' uh, free clinic to get his hand stitched up, uh, and she says, "You know, she's been expecting him. You know, Batman told me that you were coming, and you know, he told me this a, a while back. Why are you just coming now?" And you know, he goes, "You know, I've been, you know, I've been busy, you know, whatever, you know." So he sits down and she stitches him up, and then she's having a conversation with him. And I actually, Doctor Doctor Tompkins is one of my favorite characters. In, in the in the uh, in the bat world in the bat family, I like her a lot because she's not afraid to call Batman out on his bullshit, but she's not like the same standard overpowered person who she's just a force for good and she's just, you know she she she'll patch him up and she'll tell him look one of these days this is gonna kill you, and that's the truth. Um, um, so so I, I just I've always just had a thing for her. So uh, in this particular issue, she um, oh, excuse me. In this particular issue, she um, takes care of clown clown hunter. She stitches him up, and then he starts to tell her about you know his 
origin, how uh, he came to be who he is and do what he's doing. Uh, I don't know. Do I need to go into that? Should I say it? I think you guys might want to read it, but because it's... Well, I think there's... Okay, because I was going to spoil... There's one part I'm, I'm going to spoil differently, so you might want to say it anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Joker comes into... So he... Uh, I think he has a... His parents own a Vietnamese restaurant or something. So uh, one day Harley Quinn comes into the restaurant with her hyenas after they've done a heist at the uh, Diamond District. And then she, of course, comes in with... Uh, uh, this was when she was still with uh, Mr. J, the Joker. So they come in together. Um, they eat... And, you know, Bao's parents, that's Clown Hunter's parents, before he becomes Clown Hunter, they're like, don't worry, you know, just let's just serve them, you know, and hopefully they'll leave, you know, they won't hurt anyone, um, you know, you'll be fine, you just stay in the background and we'll go serve them and when it's time to go. Uh, and, you know, when it was time to go, Joker finished his food, Harley Quinn finished hers, she stepped out, uh, and then Joker says, oh, you know, I, I forgot to pay you guys. And, you know, they're like, oh, no, thank you. You know, thank you very much. It's fine. You can leave. But, of course, he sprays them with his uh, Joker toxin and then they die laughing, you know, effectively. And Joker makes a crack about, you know, something about, you know, you're better off on your own kid, something like that. You know, just drops $100. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, that one. It just drops $100. So it was it was something really um, uh, very callous of 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 um, the Joker, which is standard standard affair for the Joker. Uh, but you know, it just gives. Now I, I it it made me understand a little bit more how incredibly painful it must be uh, for someone. You know, this person comes in and just changes your whole life, and you know, just by killing your parents and and in your home. You know, it's your restaurant and your home, so you can't even live there anymore. You know, it, it's um, and so he talks about how he got his um, batarang, which Batman gave to him, and it was I, I thought it was quite good. It made me feel a little more empathetic towards the character. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what do you guys think? It was one that had very little Batman, but I surprisingly I found myself enjoying it. <laughs> right, so <laughs> <laughs> that's an evil laugh. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because. I think the book is well written. Let, let's be very clear. I enjoyed the book itself, but I think it made 105 worse for me. And, and, and I'll tell you the one reason why I think it made 105 worse for me. This book was, was very well written. This is more the Tinian thought I know. Letty Tompkins is a great, is a great um, character. And the talk she gives, um, how do you pronounce that name? Po? Fo? Do you pronounce it H or P H O? Is it not? It's bow. Oh, bow. Oh, no, for the food to eat. For the food, yeah. <laughs> Great story. My issue is, reading this comic, it's now very clear that the reason her parents are dead is more down to one person, one person only, Harley Quinn. So it makes now even more unbelievable. Yeah. For me, in 105, he, he lets her walk. Because, you know, before I thought, oh, okay, Joker killed her parents. I didn't realize, or in this issue, you, you realize that the reason Joker was there and the reason why Joker killed her parents was because Harley Quinn brought her to that very restaurant on purpose because she said that she eats there, she likes the food, and she brought it there knowing who the Joker was. Yep. So to me, while the book itself was a good read, it made 105 more implausible for me. Mm. I mean, that, that was my main beef in terms of looking back on the 105. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I think. I think I would disagree with you a bit there. Because one of the major conclusions they have at the end of this book was Leslie Tompkins was saying something about 
the, the when she when Bao asked her about Joker, she was talking about how she would still let him live, knowing believing that he still has some humanity in him. Yes. And I think that's the theme that Tinion was exploring by this conversation and with the clan hunter fleeing Harley Quinn at the end of the book. So it's a continuation of that particular theme, letting a violent person go because you think you can still reach him instead of just killing him and ending oh, no. him. I, I agree with the theme. Like Tom Kings wanted. I agree with the theme. I've got no issue with the theme at all. What I'm saying is I, I've got an issue that Bao, at that point he was in 105, because this comic is after 105. At that point, where it's one of five, is it realistic that Bao will let him let her walk? Mm. I mean, that's a question I had, and this this book made it feel more unrealistic to me. Now, if this conversation he had with Thompson was before that issue, okay, yeah. I would I would have been a lot better. Oh right, I understand what you're saying. Now, yeah, now yeah, I get what I you're get saying. It, yeah. If it was before, yes, it would it would it would be more poignant and it would make yeah. a bit more sense. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Because uh, even in 105, we did say that this is highly unlikely that this yeah. murdering, raging 17-year-old yeah. will, at this point, now <laughs> kind of go, you know, no, okay, guys, uh, man, stop. You hurt my... Nah, it's just highly unlikely that, you know, uh, a teenage roid machine uh, would 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 um, would come to that realization just by, you know, a conversation with 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 um, Harley Quinn, who he holds responsible, by partly means, responsible yeah. for his parents. By any means, I'm not saying this, this is a good book. So let let me be very clear: this is a well written, very good book. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, what? What? Uh, I don't know. Wally, have you read this? No, I haven't, unfortunately. Which is uh, why my um, interruptions were not coming in. Okay, all right, well, that's, that's fine. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, I'll, so uh, I guess that's a recommend from the three of us who've read it. Yeah, take it. yeah. yes, yes. It and, and I think it's quite interesting when you mentioned that um, Tomkins said she would, she would let the Joker live, and that's true. She said she would. She said she would. And she said that there's a sliver of good somewhere in him, and I, yeah. I wonder how true that is. I disagree with that, and I yeah, disagree I, with that I, I philosophy disagree with that seriously. Right, uh, particularly okay. with that man. Okay, so today, yeah. let me ask you a question. Yeah. You disagree with that, and I understand why, but do you agree also that what she said was is in character for that character, for Le- Leslie? Yes, it is. It is for Leslie. Yeah, it's, it's who she is. Yeah. It's who she is. Cool. So, yeah, so, so, so that was a good, that was a, that was a, a nice one from... And DC. (laughs) Good good start to the year. Right, so now we're going to go over to Marvel. (laughs) What do we have this week for Marvel? Or last week? We have have a couple of King in Black um, installments. Okay. We've got King in Black, Iron Man and Doctor Doom. We've got King in Black and uh, Namor. And we have have X-Men. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> which I want to talk okay. about. And <laughs> if you have time, I might mention Avengers, the, f- the first issue of the Phoenix Force Land, okay. if anybody has read it. Um, but I, I, I want to start with X-Men. I found it's a very funny issue. Has uh, Is there anybody who's not read this? Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I have not. Ooh, okay. right. So you might want to close your ears because we might be spoiling. <laughs> it's... it's, it's I think I think it's a good issue. I mean, is there anybody who, does, who, does, who didn't like this issue? No, I liked it. I liked it. I definitely liked it. So, have you read it? I've read it. It was okay. I mean, it's Superman. 
Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I understand what today is saying, and I'm, I find myself being reluctant to be pulled in too deeply into any Hickman <laughs> praise or love. You know, it's just unfortunate that the man doesn't know how to write. You know, so I, I, I'm reading the book and I'm enjoying it. And I'm smiling. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Remember the last time you smiled, the guy just did you anyhow. So I'm just like, I'm trying to balance. I'm trying to balance the enjoyment I'm having of the books with, you know, with with, with cautious optimism, basically. So I I, I enjoy this one. So um, do you want to? Do you want to? Um, yeah. So so basically, uh, guys, what for anybody who's not read the book, this is about. So this is after the Ten of Swords tournament, and crowd cards now there, and we now have Arako. Uh, the two islands, and now they want to merge. So the comic starts off with them trying to merge together, and the merge fails, and it fails multiple times. And so the avatar of Krakwa goes to speak to the avatar of Arako to try and work out what's 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 wrong here, what's what's stopping us merging. <laughs> and it's quite funny. And to cut a long story short, basically, over the years there's been split. There's been a a a, a a a deviation in how they think, how they speak, how they, how they, their culture and everything. And Arauco is now basically a very warlike, hard nosed, tough type yes. island. Island. And sees Karako as this softy, you know, yep. pampered little yep. island. And the, exactly. the leadership <laughs> this is very far far the leadership of <laughs> Of Krakow, when they heard the news from um, Dog Ramsey saying, "Oh, we can't unite," um, I don't think they even like each other because yep. it, it, it makes it like when Arauk, when the, the Krakow speaking to Arauk, it doesn't it doesn't seem like they like each other anymore. Yes, and, exactly. And so they're saying, "Well, we got we got resolved that." And then one fact was made clear to them because obviously Magneto is all about war. He goes, "So, so how many meters do they have over there?" <laughs> and then somebody said that oh Doug said oh we did a count they've got like 20 times more than we more than we do <laughs> which it looks on their face <laughs> what so to them now basically they've got this island that seems yeah. to be almost hostile to them set yes. right on their border yeah and so they they want to so they decided to go and talk to the leadership of Araqua Araqua yeah yeah, and that was another funny. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, the leadership of of Araka is represented by uh, Iska. Iska you yes. should call Iska the unbeaten. The unbeaten. And uh, Iska, 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 So they they approach Iska with a gift. You know, uh, one of the uh, flowers, one of the flowers of Krakoa, and they say, "Hello, um, <laughs> Iska. That you know, we're approaching peace. We want to open dialogue um, between our government and your government." And essentially, Iska ends up telling them that, "Look." Don't come back here with your flowers and your softness and your. <laughs> Don't come back with your flowers and your softness and your. We do not respond. This is not how we respond to things. This is maybe, and she goes, maybe in a few centuries of soft living, we might come to see things your way. But as that things are now, don't come back like this. <laughs> so it, 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 it's um, it's it's it almost feels like, and this is the interesting thing, you know, particularly about that twenty times more than we are. When I read that, I thought, shit, mutants are still the endangered species. <laughs> because why do you you'd have thought? Sorry, why do you say endangered? No, because I I think so. So the the, the, the mutants of 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 Araco yep. 
almost do not see themselves as the same as the mutants of Krakoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So if we're talking about sheer numbers, we have the human race, which there are loads of. Yeah. The the mutants, the mutants in quote of Arako are more than the mutants of Krakoa. Yeah. Um I'll hold on there a bit. Yeah. There sure. are still millions of mutants that have not been brought back to life. Uh, the, okay, true. Millions of mutants. True. The ones that died in the... Yeah, the 198, the, yeah, the, yeah, the decimation. Uh, decimation. Okay. So there are still millions of mutants that have not been brought back to life. So that's a situation okay. that can change. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, but uh, then, today, does that mean they, they would have to... I, I, and I don't know... How many they can resurrect? What what the timelines? How quickly? Yeah. I think I think I don't know if they if, do they do one a day? Do they do twenty a day? I, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, but I see yeah. your point. They've got this resource that they could, I guess, yeah, spin up. <laughs> if yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. You know, they they you keep spinning up these. If you keep spinning up these people and you're just trying to make up the numbers, remember you're bringing back people with no sense of purpose, with no. And that's one thing that the mutants have already been complaining about, particularly the younger ones. They're like, look, you're bringing us back, but we don't have anything that we're doing. So we're getting into fights. We're getting into scripts. We are, you know. <laughs> no, that's good. Because you, you made me something that happened in this book. We, we don't have anything that we're... So it's it's a whole... It's I really enjoy this comic book. And and um, and I love the fact that Arako and Krakoa don't even like each other anymore. And it makes a great deal of sense. You know, it's... Yeah. Two totally. best friends who have not spoken to each other in millennia, and yeah. one then happens to grow up in uh, Sarajevo or somewhere, yeah. and then he comes back. You know, there's they're not going to see things eye to eye anymore, and I, I just I, I loved that. And, and this is where Hickman is like, oh god, this guy's pulling me in. Again. Today, invested. Yeah. So yeah, go on. I do. Yeah, about this particular book. Yeah, one of the things I noticed as in, that struck me was that humans are justified with being afraid of a cracker as a country. Yep. Because these are people that in within how many years, I mean, just less than a year of being a country, you are going to go and bring back people who have been around for over a millennia fighting the I war, agree. and oh, you are bringing God, them down I to agree. earth. Like, yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. People that already feel that human beings are cattle or that they're not even worth talking about. And did it's like, did you, did you hear that comment they made about humans? Like, wow, they were surprised. They were surprised <laughs> in the literature. Like, I was. Sh- <laughs> oh, man. it's, it's gonna kick off. No, you're right, today. That's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. That, yeah, this, this will just make the humans even more, you know, um, justified in their behavior towards the mutant land. What did anything, anybody think about the way they're going to choose the X-Men going forward? An election. Yeah. I'm surprised that they will do an election to become an X-Men, but to join the Night Council, that's by, that's by decree. Yeah. Right. Uh, like, yeah. So, so you, you liked it or you didn't like it? I think I as in, I don't understand why they are going that direction. It's confusing to me that Can I give a can I give a reason? Okay. Yes, please. And it's sorry, it's not a, it's not a in comic reason. It's an out of comic reason. Hickman is a massive Legion of Superheroes fan. Okay. That last page and the, the way they're gonna pick the X-Men is directly how the Legion of Superheroes do it. To me, okay. I read that and I thought, oh, this is Legion of Superheroes. And then I remembered that that's his favorite DC book. <laughs> as a so team. he wants to, so he wants to bring in yeah. X-Men who we wouldn't normally, it's, yeah, you know, who would normally be in the team. And it's interesting because what, 
Okay, why? Well, okay, so I say it's interesting. It might not be, <laughs> but I'm okay. thinking that. So, what are we going to see? We're going to see the masses people see who who the popular mutants. Is that what's going to happen? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, we we'd get okay. No, D- Dakin is already in uh, X Factor, isn't he? So we we'll probably who? see some of the Dake, um, uh, Wolverine son. Is it not Dakin? Yeah, 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 okay. So, okay, so this is my point. Yeah, if it's, if it's an election, yeah, nobody else is going to vote for him. <laughs> I'm saying I'm expecting to see people the mutants people like the ones yeah. people like what, yeah. what uh-huh. I don't understand is what is going to be the role of the X-Men going forward I mean if they are going to be electing these people what are they going to be doing are they still are. going to be going on missions or stuff yes. like that yeah, PR. Yes. I, think, yeah, I, think, I think you're yes. right pure PR Oh, okay then. No, no, I, I think they will be going on missions. I think there will be a paramilitary arm. They will still be going on missions and stuff like that. But remember, they've, they've still got um, they've still got X Force. The X Force are like DIA, so nobody is even supposed to know about X Force. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. if they are still going to be going on missions and stuff like that, yeah. election makes no sense because you are you are electing people that might not gel well on the team. Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> Absolutely, so, that is true. That is true. That's why I'm saying I'm a bit confused with why yeah. Igman is taking this particular direction, that and I true. hope it makes sense. And so, so this this team, and I don't think they're a military team. Remember, she said they want people acting on their behalf. It, it fighting on their behalf. It's not a military. And because and then Cyclops says separately that when it comes to defending the nation, I will come on to the council and we'll deal with that. But we need we, to me. This is just like the face. True, 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 true. true the public true. face. True. Of of Croaqua, yeah, not 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 this paramilitary force anymore. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, okay. Elected by you're the right. Okay, okay, okay. I think I see your point. Okay, very true. So I'm just trying to think who would be the ones that would be on there. And I have no idea how. You're going to, but I I think if I'm looking at it from the outside like a reader, yeah. If I'm if I'm going to make a guess, I would expect the populace to vote people like Dasla. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. If you notice, there are already party affiliations there. So we already have Bass in the Stars, a party. We have Academos. We have Elfire. These are various parties that are eligible yeah. to nominate yeah. people, I guess. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be a thing going forward. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see how, how, this, uh, how this shapes up. Yeah. Because I, I want to know, are they going to use the pretty mutants? I don't see. I, I, I hope they don't. I hope they don't end up electing pretty like people don't end up picking the pretty mutants. It would be very badly done by Hickman if he does. If he does, yeah, yeah. So that's why I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I don't know if Dazzler would make it because then we're talking about the beautiful ones. But if we want people yeah, no, who want I, to truly so I represent, think, I think in terms of popularity, mm. she might make it. But I think also you get people like Glob. Glob is very popular among. Yes, yes. I can see Dazzler making the team. I can see yes. Glob making the team yes yes and that's what i think it should be now that's just me i'm not hickman because <laughs> yeah. if they do what they said they're doing i, I don't yeah. i don't see why anybody would vote for wolverine for even argument sake <laughs> you know, it's not very well liked by most people so, yeah, that's, that's the way i see it anyway i think we've anybody got anything else i think we could, or can we move on to another comic uh, no, 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 it's a good one. Yeah. Let's yeah, move okay. on. Yeah, this is a good this was a good one. All right, cool. So yeah, good comic. Everybody get into it. Quite enjoy that. Okay, so next, right, we might as well 
talk about King of Black together. And <laughs> yeah, let's bunch yeah, of I'm going to let you go first on this one. Uh, sorry, have you read it? Let me let me jump to the conclusion. Have I read it, or not has today. Wally read it? No, today. I, I today. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I've not read it. Oh, you not? I I tried reading the second issue and I gave up. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Oh no. Hex, what's your what's your opinion about it, Kix? I, I don't I don't like symbiote stories. I, I said this about a fortnight ago. I don't like symbiote <laughs> stories. So um, I wish uh, so. To, to hell with Corona. I wish we were in the room. I'd have given you a high five right now. Amen. <laughs> so I I don't I don't like this one. Um so we had two King in Black stories this week. We had um we had a Namor one and we had uh, one with uh, uh, um, Iron Man and Doctor Doom. So the Iron Man and Doctor it's it's the Iron Man and Doctor Doom one are a bit weird because so apparently Iron Man has uh, has merged extremists with symbiote technology or or with Eddie Brock symbiote and and, yeah. and now he has a slime symbiote armor. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah, guys, yeah. I can't wait for this story to end. <laughs> like, just talking about it now, I now remember what it looks like, and it looks really horrible. <laughs> um, I cannot wait for this story to end. Uh, but yeah, so Iron Man and Doctor Doom, King in Black. Uh, this is very interesting. They meet Santa Claus. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> I know. Wait, I, as in, they meet Santa. Santa <laughs> gets... Um, I, I know, today, honestly, I... I'm saying it now and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> wow. Santa gets taken over by the symbiote, by a symbiote, and he's flying around with his reindeer, and you know, they're spitting out the black glob from the symbiotes. And it's up to um um it's up to to Tony Stark and and the other guy, um Victor Victor Von Doom to to stop him. Um long story short, they do stop him, but guys, don't bother reading this. It's not a very good oh, comic. God. Not very good. Uh, so because of the story. Christmas comic, you are having them fight. Santa, uh, yes. And at the end of the book, they're like, was that Santa? But yeah, he knew our names. It's it's odd. I'm not gonna add much to what Aya said. Uh, I totally agree. It's a very strange it's very I find it very strange, especially the, strange. the Doom and Iron Man one and yeah. They were saying, Oh, is it is, is Santa Claus a mutant? And it, yeah. it, it, it's just a strange book. And yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't think it, it moves anything forward in the story. Not, not um, so far. Yeah, so far. So, not. yeah, I, I, I want to move on swiftly from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you guys have got any questions on it, I, I, I'm not going to dwell on that too too, too long. I no wanna... questions, Apple. Let's move on. No, okay. <laughs> and, I, and I think I want to talk about Avengers. Has anybody read that? Did anybody read Avengers? I, I I want to catch up on those. I, I I want to read them all. I want to catch up on those. Right. If you're not ready, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not even going to talk about this. Tuna, did I you? Read it? Yeah, I tried to get in it, but I didn't understand a lot of what was going through okay, because cool. I had not been catching up on the previous. Comments. Right. I I think we should save this to next week. Okay then. Read it because one and two, but I think it's very interesting. And is it a recommend? <sighs> I should. It's a, it's a recommend. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a good book. I'm not sure if it's a bad book. I'm really conflicted on it. Mm. Uh, and, the reason why, and the reason why it's okay, I'll tell you the reason why I'm conflicted on it. Why guys will read it and come back to me? It, it it it's one of those books that follows a comic trope, where you somebody fights somebody else, but it's almost like a tournament style, and they were both empowered with the Phoenix Force. Mm. 
Oh, I see. So yeah, I didn't understand why that was going on. When did this post saga start? Oh, it's been building. It's been building. Well, uh, not for long. Don't let them say long. It's been building for like uh, last three issues or so. Okay. Just and but what I wanted to talk about is the two contestants in this battle and how it's resolved. I it's Doctor Doom versus Captain America in this one, and I just you know, but since I, not, this I think. This is weird, Dapo, but I mean, with this that you're talking about and X of Swords, isn't it kind of weird that Marvel's doing all this sort of tournament combat um, stuff with both X-Men and the Avengers? Do you think they've got some plans? Do you think they're planning to release a video game or something at some point? (laughs) I I, I I mean, why all the tournaments? You know Shang-Chi's going to have some uh, tournament stuff as well. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I honestly don't know. Might be a return to Secret Wars, maybe Battleground, something like that. Maybe they are building up a bigger tournament or something. One thing that, one thing I noticed, and I, this just might be being paranoid, some of the costume designs for when the heroes are in, have the Phoenix Force in them are quite striking. Now, is that new toys? <laughs> it, there it, you go. You know, I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, Phoenix Captain America. Was very striking in in the look because I mean with X of Swords they went through so much trouble to get this cast of characters and to get this cast of legendary swords yeah. you know and then they they even came up with an entire handbook where you could see all the characters that so they were like Mortal Kombat characters and they all had their sword and everything and they had their history and their bio and all that and of course we all know how that ended it just sort of got wrapped up really quickly as though they were like okay we've put that out into the world we've got this tournament it's out there wrap the story let's get back to normal storytelling um and i'm really interested in what you're talking about with avengers now definitely give it a read um and see what's going on here because i've heard the beginnings of the story phoenix force comes back possesses a whole bunch of people not just mutants okay that sounds cool but then having them fight in an arena setting kind of makes me like raise an eyebrow like why yeah it's I mean, I I enjoyed the read. Uh, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, but while it, the why is what's really holding me back from praising it. Because at the end, I'm thinking, okay, where are you going with this? You know, am I going to have to endure ten more issues of? Because at the end of this issue, you don't see they don't show the remaining contestants. You don't see that before. They start literally with Doctor Doom and, and Captain America, but at the end, it, they then reveal. And there's a wide cast of characters who, who are meant to be in the, in the next in this tournament. And looking at this cast of character, it, they're so diverse and weird that you can't even come up with a concept of you know why did they pick these characters? I mean, I, I'll give you two people who were in it just to show you how wide and varied it is. How the Duck is one of them. How are the Duck? He's one of them. Oh God. So, yeah. Uh, um, the Eye Guy. Is that uh, his? He's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> The I mean, guy that took out is that Shuma Gorath? No, no. The guy that took, um, I think he's called the Eye. I think he's called he the Eye. Uh, yeah. Watu's okay. Eye. Yeah. Hmm. And and and, and, then, and then you got your you got Shang, somebody mentioned Shang Chi. Shang Chi is one of them. Oh, Shang Chi's got it. No, he yeah he's one of the contestants. Okay. Um, Echo's one of them. Swamp Thing. Did I just say something? Uh, Swamp Thing. Man Thing. Okay. Luke Cage, Valkyria, Shanna, um, Hyperion. 
it, it's, it's it's really interesting. Ecolytic cast. <laughs> I can't really know. So <laughs> it's interesting. But one thing I didn't like about the book was Doctor Doom basically begging for the power. I mean, it's supposed to be above this kind of thing. But the way he was talking, what I think he wanted, he was begging that please give me your power and all that. Come on, you are bigger than that. You had the Beyonders powers already. That should be child's play to you. And, and to be honest, even in the end, what he did in the end, I, I was happy with. But you're right, today. At some point, Doom's done this three or four times already. Gained ultimate power. And giving it up almost every single time. Exactly. So I know it's comics, but really, at some point, they should take note of that and start saying things, you know, to try to give what vision. Why would he even take part in this again? Okay. Yeah. True. Yeah. But, uh, okay. He I, might be like an addict, you know. Um, yeah. I've got a whole, a whole beef. Up, but he actually can't. I've got a whole beef about how they're treating Doom currently in, in, in Marvel. <laughs> Since after the end of the, uh, was it Infamous Iron Man run, I think the writers treating Doom, they've gone backwards, totally backwards in my view. But that's a that's a rant for a different <laughs> podcasts, right? So that's it for the list. I think we can now go through. Anybody's got anything to mention? I know. I know, Kex, you want to talk about Power Pack Two? Um, I, yep. Sorry, go on. Sorry, that one. No, no, that's all right. Or you, or you don't want to talk about Power Pack Two? No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not it's not it's not great. It's not it's okay. barely good. Okay, it's barely good. I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even. I wouldn't recommend anyone to read it. Okay. So I will kick off today's rec- recommends and then we can go around the houses. And to me, my recommend, and Tunde, don't get too excited. <laughs> and I don't know why I like this book. Even reading it, I thought I shouldn't like this book, but I liked it. Ginny or Jenny Hex from the pages of Justice. Did anybody read that? I saw it. She's supposed to be Jonah Hex's uh, kid or something. Or granddaughter. Granddaughter. Okay. Yeah, Young Justice. Yeah. It's it, it's it's a nothing comic. It's enough. It's a, it's a throw a read. I just enjoyed it. Uh, I had fun reading it. And when I looked at it, I thought, hmm, I can see somebody reading this and say, this is rubbish. But I just, for some weird reason, I just found myself enjoying it. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those. So even though I recommended it, it's, I enjoyed it. I recommend some people to read it. But okay. I would 100% understand if some people don't like it at all. Okay. Um, I'm going to go in order of people okay. on my screen. Kex, you got anything to recommend? Um, yes. I, I'd like to recommend uh, Crack of Doom. So it's interesting that you guys were talking about Doctor Doom. So there's a Doctor Doom story arc, uh, Crack of Doom. So it's a 10-issue story, uh, uh, story arc. I think it's been going on for most of last year, and it uh, concluded last year. Where um, And if you try to read it, it's... Uh, so Victor is having uh, some dreams of another life where he has a wife, two two boys. Um, he's no well, longer wearing his... Can I just stop you quickly? What, sure, sure. What's the title of this comic? The Crack of Doom. The Crack of Doom. Right, okay. okay. Doom. I, I, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's just Doctor Doom. I don't know where you're getting crack from. You know, it's, 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 the story is... Oh, if you yeah. go Doctor Doom, you'll find Doctor Doom number 10. Yep. 9876543 But that story arc is called The Crack of Doom. Got you. Okay, got you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So he's having uh, uh, visions of an alternate life with a with a wife and two sons, and uh, no armor, um, and the whole world loves him. And so he 
we, he, he, as you progress, as you read the story, some other things happen, include, uh, including um, he, gets, he, he gets set up at the very start. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is very, 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 very good. Um, he gets he, he gets set up by um, uh, another country that Latveria did something, but he actually didn't. So the UN come to pick him up and try to arrest him. He escapes. So um, Doctor Doom is on the lam. He's on the run without his armor. Uh, this is probably one of those story arcs that I've seen the most of Doom's face because they show his face quite a bit. Uh, and then all the while, he's still having these dreams and visions of this alternate life. But as you read the comic, it becomes clear what that alternate life is. Uh, and this cements Dr. Doom's asshole status once and for all <laughs> as the ultimate asshole in the Marvel Universe. And I cannot stand the man and I do not understand how anybody can say they like Dr. Doom. I, I, this He's is a horrible why, human being. I, and this is why I don't like this comic. He's a horrible human being. It's a, and I agree, it's a very well-written comic. Very well-written. But the characterization of Doom in this, I hate it with a passion. <laughs> it undoes all the work done. Up to, yeah, up to, yeah, yeah. And it, this is what this is one of the books I complain about. And it, it's strange because it's a very good book. Yes, they were written. Yes, but I hate what they did. Anybody's read the arc? I haven't, but I'm going to take a look at it. Yeah, yeah it's, take a look. it's all out now, so you can read it all in one sitting, one to yeah, ten. One to ten. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. I, I, think I think it would be a better read, actually, in, in one sitting. Yeah, because it took a really long time for them to complete this one. Um, okay. I think it started either early 2020 or late 2019, but they finally concluded it last year. So I, love, uh, I also love the arts. I don't know who I'm trying to, to, do, uh, trying to find the artist's name. I remember his name. He starts with an L. His last name starts oh, with an L. Salvador La Roca. Exactly. Salvador yeah. La Roca. Yeah, that, that's it for me. Uh, yeah, Doctor Doom, Crack of Doom. Uh, one to ten. Okay. All right, let's go. Next on my screen is Wally. Hello, everybody. Now I'm going to take us back in time. Uh, for me, it doesn't feel like it's so long ago, but this comic is eight years old. Um, however, it doesn't feel that way. If you pick it up and read it, it feels very contemporary. And I think I've heard from um, from us on this podcast that it might soon be coming to Netflix. So, yeah. Um, that is Mark Millar's Nemesis. Um, yeah. That is a mini-series that I recommend yeah. um, with all, um, without reservations. I think it's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, um, check it out. It's, it's a very interesting way of turning Batman upside down, done much better than, um, DC's recent efforts with <laughs> Ghost Rider, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. But I think I did hear that they were going to, but I wasn't sure whether it was Netflix or Prime, but well, yeah, I think I heard. Netflix has basically bought the rights to almost... To Miller World, yeah, most yeah. of his stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're doing a Jupiter's Circle this Jupiter, year. Yeah, they're doing that. They're doing that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. As for Nemesis, I'm not really sure, but... Um, um, I think originally 20th Century Fox had the rights to make the film. And if that has ended up with Disney, then we can um, consider that dead. Um, but uh, I think there are some rumors that Warner Brothers might be doing it. So fingers crossed. 
Okay. And last but definitely not the least, today. Okay. So I'm going to disagree with Kex and recommend Power Pack. Hey! <laughs> Go on. I don't know why. So, yeah. I love it. <laughs> the issue one of Power Pack is one of the most fun I've had reading comics in a while now. I had a big smile on my face reading that entire issue from the cartoon drawing in the beginning to the siblings interacting to them meeting new characters and, and fighting yeah. their villains. It was very heartwarming. So yes, in issue two, the story took kind of a dive with the main villain being introduced. But I think the sibling interaction actually carried the entire story through. So I'm reading this story just because of that. And I think anybody reading that story is going to get a kick out of it and enjoy. We'll leave, we'll leave that comic with a smile. So yes, power pack, please. All right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the referee between you two. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed it, both both issues, but I think I enjoyed it, and this is why I was hesitant, more out of nostalgia than anything else. I, I'm a big fan of Power Pack from back in the day, so just seeing them together made my heart happy, and I think that might have influenced me liking it more than I should have. And yes, I, I love the interaction between the kids, and it, it, it reminded me a lot, I, I don't know if you've got this feeling, of Runaways back when. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. okay, yeah. I had that quite, you know, the, you know, the way the kids interacted. I got that feel of Molly because Molly's one of my favorite characters from Runaway, and I got that kind of vibe from this. And I really, I think Power Pack should take stage sooner or later as one of the, you know, big players in Marvel. I can see them in MCU. I can see them being big in MCU. I can. I was surprised. I've not read a lot of of their comics until now, reading this particular issue. Oh, okay. So, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this guy does some good stuff with it. And this particular hiccup at the end of issue two turns out to be something really good. So, yes. Okay. Thank you very much for that today. And with that, we come to the end of another show, guys. So, thanks for listening. Um, Kex, tell them what they need to do. Guys, let me just tell you, first off, next week is... This week is going to be a really heavy week for Drops. Future yes. State is dropping this week. There's That's the new Batman, the new Superman, mm. the new Man-Thing. There are several Marvel uh, um, drops this week as well. So um, stay tuned to our uh, other episodes and continue to rate, like, subscribe and um, share with your friends. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. See you Bye, all. guys. See you next Take week. Take care, everyone. Nigel. Nerds. What?